what does the average week look like for you? Sure, it may start with church on a Sunday morning, but by Monday morning, can any of us remember what the sermon was about? We spend so much of our lives doing so many things, transporting our kids around, spending too many hours in the office, trying to find time to spend with our spouse. But most of what we do related to our faith is crammed into about 80 minutes on a Sunday morning. Did you know that in a week, there are 10,080 minutes? If we're spending 80 of those related to our faith, what are we doing with the other 10,000? That's what this podcast is all about. All right. Hey, everybody. I'm so glad that you're joining us wherever or whenever you're listening to this podcast. This is Pastor Matt Wolf, lead pastor at Stapleton Church, and I am joined today by Sawyer. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Uh, one of our pastors here and actually the preacher du jour today. <laughs> it's true. I preached on Sunday. Uh, hopefully everybody enjoyed it. If you haven't listened to it, uh, you can listen to it on the Stapleton Church Weekly Message Podcast. Or if you go to the website, stapletonchurch.com slash media, it is on there as well. And it was a message on great faith. And I think this is not only a, a good passage, a great passage, but a great topic too. Because so often, those of us who are followers of Jesus, we say, wow, I want to have great faith, but man, am I a long way from there. Right. We look at our life and we see the doubts that we have. That we're in the middle of the night when we're terrified or doubting we wonder is even god does he exist is he even there we have questions about our life we're unsure what to do it's hard to have faith and and it sometimes it just feels like i don't know if i have enough faith to be someone who has great faith so i guess sawyer what do you say to that person who's struggling like i don't have enough faith i don't have great faith right and yeah i think that's kind of what i focused in on my message is that a lot of us feel that way um, so I guess the first thing I would say is that you're not alone in feeling that. Mm. I think there's a lot of um, self-imposed shame and guilt that comes with that. Um, you see these people um, that you look at their life, that they have this huge amount of faith, um, that they've had these maybe even miracles happen in their life, and you can just sense that they have this amazing faith that's so integrated in parts of their life. But I bet if you ask those people who you see that they're great faith, I bet they've gone through seasons exactly like you have. Um, and even as us as pastors, I know we've gone through seasons where our faith has been challenged and we would say our faith is not great. So that would be the first thing is that you're not alone in this. And the second kind of goes along with what I what, what I taught on this Sunday is that ultimately our faith isn't about what we can do. Mm. It's about the God we put our faith in. Right. Um, and so we feel like there's a lot of pressure yep. or um, things that we have to do to make our faith greater. And obviously there are things that are, are we that there are things that we can do, but ultimately it's just growing in our knowledge and experience of God. Yep. As that, and as we break down those false images we have of God and learn who God really is, our faith is going to grow. Mm-hmm. I love how you, you started with some of those statistics in our society about trust. Yeah. Because a lot of people, even Christians, don't realize that faith and trust are virtually the same thing. Yeah. When we're talking about having faith in God, we're talking about trusting God. Right. And exactly. when you put it in that language of trust, it makes a little more sense what your big idea was. 
because we think, oh, I just don't have enough faith. If I just believed harder, mm-hmm. like if if I just thought the force was with me stronger, <laughs> you know, the force is strong with this one. That's what right. we, we think of as faith. Yeah. If I could just muster up a little more faith, everything would be good and miracles would happen mm-hmm. or the good stuff. But that's not really what it is if you think of it as trust. Right. You know, because you could have all the faith in the world in in that old beater car to get you across I-70 and the Rocky Mountains in the winter. And I feel like people with old cars are people of faith. <laughs> yeah, they are people that have way more faith than I do. They look at that 1980, like, Toyota, whatever. Uh, you know, I don't even know what was around in the 80s. It was a little bit before our time. Uh, Corolla was still in the 80s. There was 80, so you, an old beat-up Corolla with uh, 250,000 miles <laughs> and, you know, everything's falling apart. Oh, yeah, I can get this across the mountains. You could have all the faith in the world, and it, if it poops out at Idaho Springs, mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter how much faith you have. What matters is what you have the faith in, what you trust. Mm-hmm. Um, you or th- on the reverse side of the coin, if I have very little faith, but I have a brand new 2020 Tesla. Oh, yeah. I don't know if we should trust that guy. Oh, that's Tesla true. Guy. I Maybe mean, not. But, yeah, you, you could be like, I don't think this car is going to work. I'm, I'm terrified of the self-driving stuff. Yeah. But you get out on the interstate, and you're like, whoa, there was a car in front of me that slammed on his brakes, and all of a sudden, boom, my brakes slammed on without Mm -hmm. me even noticing it. You don't even have to have faith in it at all, and all of a sudden, boom, it comes through for you. Right, and it is the same way with God. We feel like that God's performance or God's abilities are somehow controlled by our faith. Mm Mm-hmm. And that is not the case. No, that is what uh, is called magic. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly right. It's like Harry Potter style or Star Wars or whatever. It's like, no, that's not what faith is. Right. It's more about the who, like you said in your message. Yeah, who than our what. Yes, or how much. Yeah, exactly. The who is more important. And we put our faith in the biggest God of the universe. Mm -hmm. So... If that's true, we have people listening today, Sawyer, who are thinking, okay, well, what does that mean for me? If I'm going to bring this into my 10,000 minutes, what does that mean for me? I'm I'm trying to think, how how do I live this out out in my life? Like, do I'm I'm thinking about it? Job decision? Uh, Should I quit? Should I move? Should I? What What are we supposed to do with this idea? Yeah, that's so important because it's it's one thing for us to just you know talk about faith on Sunday and then go about the rest of our week as if God doesn't exist. So we want to bring our faith in God and, you know, God into our 10,000 is the point of this podcast. And so I think we go about that as kind of, I went in super briefly in my sermon, but we do that in very ordinary, but super practical ways. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, it's not just leaving the things of our life um, to ourselves or to our abilities, but bringing them to God. I, I think it's so valuable um, to use the concept of praying continuously. It's a, it's mm-hmm. a concept that's talked yeah, about throughout yeah. the Bible, but we often think, of, well, how can I pray continuously? Like, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. I think it's as those situations of your life come up where you have those questions, where things are coming up, where you're dealing with a difficult person, mm. is taking it to God right away. Okay. That there's a practice in that that orients our mind to the things that God has for us. Yeah. And that changes that changes things. That changes our perspective. Um, but those, with those big decisions, like we were talking yeah, yeah. about, like a job or moving or a relationship, mm-hmm. like those big decisions, like those questions of faith that we bring to God. I mean, Sarah and I went through that um, when we were thinking about what it looked like in our life after, after um, college. 
um, and the decision to move out to Colorado. Yeah, you guys uh, both at the University of Arizona? Yeah. Okay. And so I had never lived out of Arizona for my entire life hmm. um, and was, I mean, pretty much new people from Arizona and from Phoenix and Tucson and, and looking at even moving. I mean, Colorado's not that far away, right? <laughs> not like moving half a world away, but... I'm pretty sure we're catty-corner, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we, we, they, they touch. They so. touch very briefly yeah. at one point, but yes. Um, but thinking about what that meant for our relationship and just starting our marriage and looking at starting seminary, starting a, not only moving somewhere new, but starting a brand new thing, it was a test of faith. Um, mm. And at, it looked... In the moment, it felt like it was something that God was laying before us, like this great opportunity. I mean, we had been praying about it for a really long time and, and felt that God was leading us to this, some things had fallen into place to make it, um, make it really feasible. Mm-hmm. Um, not, that's not always the case, but we felt that we had this strong um, direction from God. And ultimately, some of those moments... You can do the evaluation. You can, you know, make a pros and cons list. Yeah. You can spend nights in prayer. But ultimately, you have to make a decision. Yep. And so we made that decision, and it came with a lot of awesome benefits. Like, we love living in Colorado. Going to seminary was awesome. It led us to Stapleton Church. Mm-hmm. And so we're so happy to be here now. But when we got here, for those first couple years of seminary and our marriage, we questioned whether that was the right decision because mm. it was difficult. It was hard. We had to rebuild our entire community, mm-hmm. um, experience feelings of loneliness, like questioning it was the right decision and everything. But I think in those moments, knowing that if everything else fails, God is still with you mm. is powerful. That yeah. even if you don't have anyone else to turn to or you're struggling in a new job or position or you've made that move and then you look back you say well i don't know if that was the right decision mm-hmm. god is still with you god is like not turning away from you if you <laughs> move to a different place right yeah so there's people listening right now who are considering something big yeah quitting a job starting a new relationship ending a, a bad relationship mm-hmm. um going to school somewhere. I don't know. They're, they're sure. starting a new business. Yeah. They're thinking of a major life-changing decision. Mm-hmm. What do you say to that person? Where does faith play into that? I think it plays a huge role. Um, I think as, as we face those big, momentous decisions in our life, they should be things that aren't disconnected from our faith. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really important to ask questions like when you're making those decisions, like, will this opportunity allow me to grow closer to God? Hmm. Um, and if the answer is no, then maybe taking some moments to re, uh, to evaluate that. If the answer is yes, then I would say you're good to move on. Um, but bringing that up to God in prayer, and I think there's also a huge value um, that we have as Christians is community with one another, mm-hmm. is that no big decision should be made alone. Hmm. And so not only be praying about it yourself, but bringing your community into it, um, if you're in a community group, bring it to your community group and said, hey, pray with this about me. Yeah. Yeah. And do this together. Um, like, ask what they see. Like, is right. this something that you see me doing? Right. Um, I think there's big value in um, seeking out the opinions of others because they see those blind spots that we often miss. 
Proverbs fifteen twenty two. Plans fail for lack of counsel. Yeah, there you that's go. why things fail because you haven't talked to others. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Okay, now somebody is listening right now, and they've made the big decision, bold mm-hmm. move, and they're like, uh oh, uh oh, I think I made the wrong decision, mm. or um, bad things are now happening because of this decision. What do you say in response to that person? Did did they make the wrong decision? Like, what, what's going on? I think I think it really depends upon the situation. I mean, it's really hard to say like <laughs> across the board that if bad things are happening in the environment that you're in that you've made the wrong decision. Mm. Um, I think often we experience seasons of difficulty that lead into seasons of blessing. Um, I mean, that, that's what it was like when Sarah and I moved here. I mean, yeah. we still felt that that was the right decision. Like God had led us to that decision. But when we got here, that year, our first year of marriage was the hardest year of our lives. Um, and just because that difficulty is there um, doesn't mean that you made the wrong decision. I think sometimes it might mean that you made the right decision because mm. God often uses those difficult seasons to reorient us back to him. Right. And that's exactly what happened in my own life and in Sarah's life and in our relationship is that that difficult season brought us closer to God than we could have ever imagined. Hmm on the front end. That's good. Yeah, because I do think, and I know there's people listening right now who think, oh my gosh, I made the wrong wrong decision because things are so hard. Mm-hmm. But I mean, let's just think biblically, like, were the Israelites wrong <clears throat> to leave Egypt because they were in the desert? Like, no, they needed to and God took them there. Right. Like, slavery was actually far worse <laughs> yeah. and it eventually led them into the promised land. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you could think of uh, other biblical characters like, Daniel thrown in the lion's den. Like, was he thinking, oh, my gosh, I made the wrong decision? Or everything Joseph went through. What Joseph went through, you know. He he stood firm, and he got thrown into prison, Mm -hmm. you know, for for not sleeping with his master's wife. Mm -hmm. You know, not committing adultery gets you thrown in prison. Yeah, there's all sorts of things. Even Jesus himself stayed true to his mission, and it led him to suffering and abandonment and death. So hardship does not mean we made the wrong decision. Right. Um, and in fact, that might take more faith to realize that, that I did make the right step, and yet I'm dealing with these repercussions. Mm-hmm. So to that person, though, who knows, I do need to make this decision, but man, it seems terrifying. What do you say to that person? I would say um, if you feel God is leading you, like you've done the, you've done the appropriate legwork to see that you brought this to God in prayer, you brought it to other people in your life and community, and, and you're all getting signs point to yes. Sometimes you got to take that not only a step of faith, but a leap of faith. Yeah. And say, you know what, God, I'm, I'm making this step, and I don't know if it's the right decision, and I, that's just where I'm at right now, but I'm, I'm going to seek to follow what you're calling me to, even if it's scary, even if it's frightening. And that's where that faith comes in, is that you trust God that he's got the rest. That faith, as I defined it in my sermon, is just the trust or confidence for something or someone to act according to their character. And God is a God who has things in control, even when we feel that we don't. That's right. Um, I, I'm amazed every time I read through the book of Acts mm, yeah. in the New Testament, how many times the word bold comes up. Mm-hmm. I challenge you, everybody who's listening, <laughs> to read it sometime. In the NIV, it's bold, bold, bold. They were bold. They went boldly. They spoke boldly. I think that's an aspect of our faith. We have to be bold. Yeah. We've got to step out and do it. That's right. Because it's ultimately not about how much faith we have, but who we have that faith in, right? Yes. 
Amen. Preach it, brother. <laughs> thanks. Okay, well, thanks so much for listening to us today. If you have questions for us, go ahead and send them to us. Send them to Sawyer. S-Trap at StapletonChurch.com. That's Trap with 2P. We love hearing from you, um, mm-hmm. answering any questions you might have, even unrelated questions. Um, maybe it's, should I marry this person? We may not be able to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever the question is, we'd love to hear from you and just continue to listen, and we'll look uh, forward to talking with you again next week.